Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. LSU stuns number five Kentucky on the road, 73-71. First win against a top five team on the road since 1980. For the Tigers, a statement win for this program this year and maybe a program-defining win for the Tigers now in the Will Wade era. As promised, Jeff Palermo, News and Sports Director for the Louisiana Radio Network and part of the LSU Sports Radio Network joining us now. Jeff, good to talk to you, buddy. Uh, take us through what you're you're thinking and what you're feeling there watching that final sequence in the Bigsby-Williams tip-in. Well, you were uh, hoping, you know, the way the calls have been going against the LSU and the Saints, <laughs> I think you were anticipating the worst, man. You know, you, when you think about the Devin White targeting penalty, all those uh, calls against LSU that didn't go their way in the Texas A&M seven, time, seven overtime game. And, of course, I don't need to bring up the NFC Championship game. It just seems like LSU hasn't gotten a break uh, at a critical time. And that was a good basket. Uh, the ball was just off the cylinder, but you, you just never know. Uh, you, you're kind of waiting for uh, – because you've seen it so much here recently. But Yeah, Jeff, did, when, when they made the like the no good uh, signal, kind of yeah. the incomplete signal, I thought initially they were saying the basket is no good. <laughs> or did you? I go, oh, boy, here we go. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Uh, I was That was a weird uh, signal there by the ref to say – I guess he was saying the game's over is what he was saying. Yeah. But um, – it's just a gritty effort, just a, uh, you know, for a, a team that, uh, you know, falls behind by eight points and they can, they just, they, they just don't give up. They, they, there's a belief about this team and, you know, Nas Reed is having a bad game. And then all of a sudden he, you know, he gets some big baskets in there in the second half. Um, I mean, who would have thought they could come away with a win in Rupp arena with Tremont waters and Skylar Mays going a combined six for 26, but, they got so many different ways they can beat you. Uh, they could beat you with uh, on the rebounding. Obviously, Kentucky had uh, success, more success, but LSU got the biggest offensive rebound of the night on the tip in by Cavell Bigby Williams. Um, you know, Darius Days he gets three points, but it was a huge three pointer in the second half. Uh, Emmett Williams was was huge in this game. Couldn't be stopped, and, and they needed him to step up with Reed in foul trouble. So. Uh, just, uh, I think in the end, Seth, it, it it certainly puts LSU now on the map uh, in the in the college basketball world that this is a legitimate team. This is a team that people should really be paying attention to because it it has the capability of of uh, certainly a Sweet 16 team, Elite Eight, and Final Four isn't out of the question. Yeah, certainly looks like it. Jeff Palermo joining us here on the last lap. And, and Jeff, you used the word gritty there, and I'm glad you did because a lot of focus is going to be on the ending, and I guess deservedly so. It was spectacular. But throughout the game, this, this was a Tigers team that managed to find a way to play Kentucky style of basketball. I mean, this was this game was played at their pace. This was a defensive slugfest. The the officiating was, I thought, uh, I thought it was the equally called. But they were letting them play, letting them bang around inside, which certainly favors Kentucky. There, that LSU found a way to win this game with that style to me is an eye opener. Well, 
there's two things. One, LSU, I think, played better defensively in the second half, and the stats bear that out. I mean, Kentucky shot 47% in the first half. Tigers or Wildcats shot 37% in the second half. And then the other thing that LSU does the ball does so well, and they did this very well in the game against Auburn, they just they don't have they don't turn the ball over. Uh, they didn't turn the ball over in, in this game. Uh, when they the the one loss that they have suffered in conference play, they they had a couple of bad turnovers down the stretch against Arkansas, and, and that cost them. But when this team takes care of the ball. Um, they're, they're gonna, they're, there's a high percentage that they're going to score because they are so good on the offensive glass. Um, and they're, tonight the, the shots weren't necessarily falling for them, um, but they, they shot it better in the second half. But uh, they, they show that they can play you know, that up-and-down style that you like, but here they show that in a game that you, they, they, can, they can slug it out with a team and, and figure out a way to beat them. And Will Wade prepared him for that. He, he told him that this was a game that he didn't go into this game and say, you know what, we got to play our style of basketball because that's what it's going to take to win. He knew that they had to play down at Kentucky's level and just kind of fight scratch. And he talked about making sure that they, they were aware of all the details and details mattered in this game. And it, it, it certainly did. Uh, it was uh, one of the biggest wins in, in LSU history in a long time. I think a lot of people are probably going back to, that 2006 season where LSU beat Texas and Duke on the way to the Final Four. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, if you've been around this program for so long, when's the last time you can remember a regular season game like this, a big moment for LSU like this? Certainly got to be one of the biggest uh, in a very long, hell, in program history. Yeah, I, I would say, well, you know, the old 9 team, I remember that game. Um, where they, they beat them. Uh, Taz Mitchell was still on that team. Uh, that was... Um, that was Trent Johnson's first season, and then it's been, it's been a long, it's been a, a rough road since that game. You know that first season where Trent Johnson's team got into the NCAA tournament, and um, but that wasn't really a, a good Kentucky team. I mean, this this was a, a top five team, a team that had won ten in a row, was playing phenomenal defense, and they just somehow figured out to win it. And again, when you when you just kind of look at some of the statistics for LSU, you just sit there and say. You know how, how do they how do they win this game when uh, you know Nat, Nas Reed plays just 21 minutes in the contest and, and but they he played well in a, an important stretch in the second half. I tell you what this team does so well, and if you look at all the box scores of their games, is how well they shoot free throws. I mean today they were 19 of 22. It helps that Tremont Waters gets to the line and he shoots a lot of free throws. But even their big guys, they they. They'll hit some. They'll knock down some free throws, and Scholar Mays is a great free throw shooting shooter. So that has been a big thing for this team that gets overlooked. Uh, I think you you notice bad free throw shooting, but a lot of times you you just take for granted when a team's a really good free throw shooting team, and this team is. Yeah, one of the best in the country, Jeff. It's going to be a, a real fun last month and a half of this season, and I think they're gonna, like you. I think they got a chance to make a deep run into that NCAA tournament in March. Thanks for joining us, man. We'll have you on again soon. All right, sounds good, Seth. Thanks, Jeff Palermo, news and sports director at LRN at Jeff Palermo LRN on Twitter, and of course part of the LSU Sports 
Radio Network. Coach Mark Schlesinger, UNO, going to join us in just a couple of minutes. Real quickly, though, when we come back from the 60-second news break, I want to talk about the NBA denying that they threatened the Pelicans with a fine for benching Anthony Davis, but did admit they forced the Pelicans to play him. What? Talk about this next. An embarrassing night for Anthony Davis and really the NBA. I'm Seth Dunlap. The last lap continues on WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.